it's like the better stories of the the scoops of the world don't come out of the equipment you carry. They come out of the brains you have behind the equipment you carry. This is Above the Fold with the Ag Communicators Network, sponsored by Wiffles Hybrids. I'm Kelsey Litchfield with Colin Callahan Consultancy and C3 Studios. What you just heard was a direct quote from today's guest, Willie Vogt, Editorial Director at Farm Progress. Now that soundbite is exactly my goal of what our next mini-series, which starts today, will be talking about. Gear and equipment that we use to tell stories. Naturally, I'm curious what people are using out in the field. But as we'll find out through these next four episodes, it's not just about the gear and the equipment. It's also about the person behind it as well. So today, Willie shares an inside look into how he shoots video content straight from the field. He's coming off fresh from covering the Farm Progress show and Husker Harvest Days. And I will have all the gear and equipment linked in the show notes for you to check out. Now here's my interview with Willie Vogt. So take me through, Willie, the preparation for a field day or say a farm progress show or a Husker Harvest Days. How do you prepare to do the videos at those live shows? Well, it depends on the show. Uh, you determine what you might want to capture. Uh, we don't, we are doing more video every year, um, but this year, you know, you know what's going to be there and you try to capture what you can. It's, it's truly catch as catch can every year. Um, we did some live streaming this year from our stage. So that made it a little easier. I didn't have to do anything of that. We work with 22 Creative on that project. 22 Creative is the group that produces This Week in Agribusiness with Max Armstrong and Mike Pearson. And they're an excellent group to work with. Great group of guys. I've done a lot of projects with over the years. But uh, in the field, uh, so we do some stuff on Facebook that's scheduled mm -hmm. that I that, uh, produce. And then we also did... Uh, several secondary things this year, um, prepping for Husker, but also just some other, I ran across some world premieres that were at the show and we had done some videos. One was in advance under embargo. Uh, the Actually two were. <laughs> so uh, some of the video was done on site after the embargo expired and some was done in advance. So it depends mm -hmm. on what the situation is. Mm -hmm. Take me to those videos. I was watching the Farm Progress Show videos that you did you had a microphone and you mm -hmm. had someone recording. So take me through what equipment you used for those Facebook videos. Do you always have someone recording for you? Are you ever maybe a one-man band where you have to do it all? I'm mostly a one-man band. It's a show and I'm not the one-man band. And Eric Braun, my engagement director, is often my, my shooter. <clears throat> I use, and see, the beauty of digital editing is that you can shoot your own. You can start the camera, walk into the frame, take a beat, start the video. You can cut the beginning out, close the end, um, cut that off and make it look nice and clean like you thought about it. Now, the case mm -hmm. that Eric works with me, he starts it, gives me the five count and or five count down and starts it. Uh, the microphone we use, that's a Rode a Newsmaker microphone with a wireless. It's an excellent, that's the transmitter receiver system. The microphone that's on there is an electro voice uh, interview microphone. It's a little more expensive than what a lot of people use. It's common in television. And I was advised to buy it several years ago mm. when I was doing some work for this week in agribusiness. Nice. Do you, do you prefer the lavalier or the interview handheld mic? Do you have a preference? 
at the farm progress show, I actually prefer the handheld because mm-hmm. I can start, get up and done and go and leave with wireless and wa- with lobs. Oh, here, clip this on, tuck it through your shirt. I got mine on. Is yours on? Mine's on. Are we getting transmitting? And with this thing, it's like, check it. And we do, um, whether it's myself or Eric we're behind the camera, or whoever's behind the camera, we always use headphones to check if we're getting audio uh, through the system because every one of these things is finicky as heck. Mm-hmm. Um, but I use both. Uh, I do videos for our Farm Progress 365 platform, and I often use wireless lavs there because I don't want to hold a microphone for a 20-minute interview, which is what we're doing sometimes. So, uh, But that's all. The camera I use is a standard video camera. It's a Canon XA10. They don't make it anymore. They make a much better one I'd like to get my hands on that's 4K, uh, but I, I'm still recording in HD because most of it goes on the web, but people aren't watching a lot of 4K on the web. Sure. Do you use your iPhone ever when maybe you have to do a live interview or anything like that? Well, first of all, we don't do live anymore because Facebook hates live and crashes on you all the time. So, uh, but yes, I use my phone a lot. The challenge with the phone is getting it out of the phone where we can get it to be edited. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't use Macs. We can't just airdrop it. So uh, we have to get it into the cloud and then download it from the cloud. And when you're at a farm show, where broadband is a problem, it's a challenge. Now, for uh, scheduled shoots offsite, I use the camera. I did the, I don't know if you watched the Rise Aero Technology video that's on our site. That's a two camera shoot. Uh, the second camera, the wide shot is my phone. And mm-hmm. what I do is I pull all that in and I did that myself. I pull all that in and edited it. I was my own one man band for that. So it was mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, don't discount those iPhones as maybe you're, B cam, as someone might call it. It's not your main camera, but you can use it as an offshoot just to get a different angle for when you're editing. It just creates another another picture, another visual for it. I've used my iPhone several times. And sometimes I wonder, does the iPhone not look professional? I, I go back and forth with that. Maybe sometimes it doesn't seem professional to use it, but it has a great video camera on it. What are your thoughts about using an iPhone in a professional setting? Well, let me let me put it in perspective for you. Do you watch the Pioneer Woman on the Food Network? Yes. I do. Mm-hmm. Do you know how they've been shooting this show the last two years? iPhone, correct. The entire show is shot on iPhones yeah. with, uh, with uh, gyro cams, you know, sticks, uh, you know, DJI sticks or something like that. And the family shoots the video. Now, I know all that video is uploaded to New York and somebody else edits it. <laughs> but, uh, um, and there's, I think, one producer on the ground there. But yeah, the whole show shot on iPhones. I use an iPhone 13 Pro. I would recommend not going any lower than that. It's got the better camera. But that's my answer on the iPhone is that I figure if discovery channels like uh, Food Network and HGTV can use an iPhone for a lot of stuff. I can too. Um, but I have the iPhone. I have the camera. I also have a GoPro. I did a ca- in-cab interview for the uh, ride in the floating tractor for the show site um, that we use in our digital show daily, uh, which was nice for the in-cab conversation. Then an exterior shots were done by uh, Jen Carrico helped me with that. She set up my cam- a second camera and ran my second camera while I was driving the tractor on water. Nice. How do you, how do you decide which camera to use? Is it an audio thing or is just whatever is the most convenient, easiest to pick up, shoot it and go? Well, in the case of um, 
the farm progress for this year, we went with the main camera with the removable cards because I could drop a card off and someone else could edit and post it because I needed to be somewhere else. Literally Tuesday, 830, 9 o'clock, 930, 10 o'clock, 1030. I was somewhere, somewhere across the show site. So we were dropping things, cards off for someone else to post. Jen Kokel on my digital team did a lot of that background work. She's fantastic and actually did the editing for the uh a global launch of the uh, Trident 5550 from Case IH, the automated machine. She post, she edited that video. I did all the B-roll um, and the stand-up. Eric helped do the stand-up. And then I we dropped the card on Jen and she did the video for me. I edited that. So that works out. There's a group of us. I mean, I do a lot of one-man stuff and I do a lot of my own video editing. But in the case of the farm show, it was great to lay it off on her, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. which I could do. Now I'm for Husker Harvest Days, I'm going to be doing some shooting on site and I will be sending the files to her, which will be a little easier there. The broadband works better and uh, we've got a little different timing at that show. But yeah. um, I may edit some of my own, but she may help out on some too. It's complicated. You do what you it, can. It truly takes a team for sure. What What do you use to edit? What software? Well, I'm in Premiere Pro. Um, that's really, to me... I was using Video Studio, which is a different company, and I had that for a while, but then we're our corporate parent. We have a major Adobe account, and I recommend Premiere Pro. Once you get into it, it's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. I used LinkedIn Learning and spent six hours in a crash course in 2020. When we went virtual with the Farm Progress Show, I was truly uh, embedded in doing video. I edited over 120 videos for that show. Uh, some in advance, but many from the, we went on site, did a lot of videos. Everybody was six feet apart, but we were right in the middle of the pandemic shooting video. And I was on the hook to edit a lot. So I had a crash course in Premiere Pro, but I recommend it. It's pretty straightforward to doing video. The nice thing is I can do two and three camera shoots, sync the audio. It's all simple. So that's important too. LinkedIn learning. Have you done anything else course-wise in there? I, I haven't, I've, I know of LinkedIn, of course, but I didn't know there was such thing as LinkedIn learning. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, that's a program we have through Informa and I think it's your okay. company can do it or you can do it yourself. It's a whole different learning segment. Um, they have a bunch of courses. Uh, I learned literally taught myself Premiere Pro in that course. Now, I, I understand video editing. I wouldn't want to go blind into something. If you don't understand video editing at all, go watch some stuff on YouTube first, just to get a sense of what you're talking about. But if you understand timelines and some of the things that go on in video editing, then the six hour course is very helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was, it was, uh, I didn't watch all six hours exactly in order. And then the nice thing is when I was in the middle of a crunch, you could go to YouTube and search. I want to do this. And YouTube will bring up the Premiere Pro some person that's an expert on doing A or B and they'll that'll that's how you supplement that. And I think everybody does that nowadays, but I found that to be pretty simple, but LinkedIn learning, there's all kinds of stuff on there. Basically I needed Premiere Pro. I haven't used it for much else, to mm-hmm. be but there's a lot there. And we send people there. Uh, there's a good program on search engine optimization and better headline writing and those types of things that's in there. Those are the kinds of things we have our editors try and look at when they can. That's great. That's a good reference. I'm going to look into that. Uh, anything else from covering these shows that you utilize that you want to share? Anything that helps you run more efficiently so that you can get as much content as possible? Well, I have a gator, but no one can. I mean, a ranger this year. No, no one can have that. Uh, <laughs> so I work around the show. I think it's about being organized. I mean, all our uh, all of our colleagues in, at ACN 
Um, I'm not naming any of you, by the way, folks, if you're listening, I'm not naming you, but I know that you do great work. And I know I saw many people, uh, multiple groups, multiple team members from many of my friends in the business that were on site doing their jobs. I mean, I know um, one of our competitor friends uses a drone to get video when he can Mm -hmm. in uh, special situations. I haven't gone that far yet. Um, I'm fine just getting the GoPro to work, just a thing. Um, But I think that... uh, deploying different types of technologies and what i'm a fan of appropriate technology appropriately applied a gopro and a tractor cab gives you the full view of the cab any other kind of camera your iphone is not going to get it done uh, figuring out how to get audio on your GoPro because i had the wrong setting the first time i did it but i got better uh is good but i also think that you should look at uh the fact that good video requires good audio and so i'll be honest the floating tractor story is fine the audio is only okay so the trick would be to get better audio. And I've got a couple of ideas on how to do that in the future, since syncing uh, third track audio or fourth track audio in Premiere Pro is very easy. So um, it sounds like it's complicated. In the old days, it was. That's why they use those clappers in the movies is because their audio track is on a totally different place in their video. But in our case, the video, every as long as every video source can hear what you're doing, you can then sync up all the audio and video and then mute the tracks you don't want. I hope that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. So in other words, if I'm doing an interview and I've got great video from, I actually, this is exactly what I do. The key audio is on one camera when I do a two camera shoot, but the second camera, the iPhone can hear the entire interview. So the audio track is also in that video track. So when I lay them into Premiere Pro, All I have to do is select all the tracks, right-click and select synchronize, and it'll move the tracks until the audio lines up across Mm -hmm. both parts. I don't think everybody does that or knows that. I mean, it's something I learned because I was freaking out about trying to do a two-camera shoot. It's so Mm -hmm. simple. So it's cool. As long as all the sources can hear you. Yes. Yes. I Floating back to my journalism days at the University of Illinois, I took a digital a media class of some kind I don't remember and we still did our own clapping like we would clap ourselves because we would have the lavalier mic hooked up to an actual recorder and then we would have the video on the camera and we still had to sync everything up so the clap still helped so you knew where you were and I still do that from time to time it's an old school method but it helps save a lot of time and be efficient because that's something I want to dig in a little bit deeper is talking about audio when it comes to video um, some people you can, you can hear great background noise and it can be complimentary to what you're doing. I'll commend, um, Greg and Holly on their last interview they did at the farm progress show. You could still hear background noises, but it didn't disrupt what they were talking about. It added a nice kind of natural sound to it, but then there's other times where natural sound takes over and it doesn't sound good. So talk about how you don't want to compromise audio, but make it make it be a part of the video, make people actually feel like they're there with you wherever you are. Well, I think it, it makes sense. It depends on where you are. Um, obviously with the shows, the show videos. Yeah. I mean, if <laughs> there should be some kind of sound behind you, um, I'm, I'm editing a promo video right now for Husker Harvest Days. Then there's, uh, you can actually, if you're listening closely, you can hear the musician at Syngenta Square behind us, um, but it's very muted because that microphone, that electric voice microphone that you saw in the videos I shot, is incredibly isolating. It doesn't hear wind. 
-hmm. often. So it has to be very windy before that thing picks up any wind. So it's very cool because it's very focused, yet it does provide enough background wild sound, but nothing is uh, distracting. As a matter of fact, I was shooting one video with that microphone at uh, Monday at the show, and the train, there's a train that goes by the show, north side of the show site. It seems like every four minutes, it just is really loud. Not a, you can hear it in the background, but it's not obtrusive. It doesn't pop pop in. So I think if you're at a wild event or loud event, uh, an actual event, you're at a field day, a little noise in the background is no problem. But your microphone should be pretty isolating, and you need to keep the wind out of it. The one thing I don't like is wind noise. I think that wind mm -hmm. noise is a real pro can be a real problem and ruins every video I've ever watched because that's something that that's wild sound that you shouldn't have. So whether you got to put a bunny on your you know some fuzzy thing on your mic but always make sure your source has their back to the wind or something and that's one thing about lav mics you can put them on and then turn people so that the wind is not a problem because trust me the little foam things are good enough but not really so if you can kind of get your back to the wind that makes a difference but otherwise yeah uh wild sound is great um and especially when you're in a real event but if you're in a situation like I did a, a shop interview, uh, there was no need for extra wild sound when I'm talking to a guy who's talking about combine uh, repairs and combine maintenance. Uh, it just if there was some background noise, that's fine. But I, I would not have liked a lot of that distraction. It's what you're trying to accomplish. Willie, why should we as media members strive to have the highest quality audio to go along with the video? Do you think audiences that are watching expect that nowadays you know with so much content on the internet i think the cleanest sound you can get from your subject is important um we can't always keep wind out of it but it can hurt your views i think it can hurt your attention from your audience because we are getting i would say we're getting more picky although i see a lot of selfie videos that get millions of views so i'm not yeah. sure how picky yeah. we really are i think <laughs> content matters I think that's the short answer. The content matters and then try and get the highest quality audio you can, whether you're shooting a video or a podcast. Mm -hmm. That's important too. Earlier, you referenced the broadband. How do you work through that? Sometimes maybe you're on a remote farm or a field day that's not getting the best cell signal. So that that really hurts when you're trying to do live, but you mentioned before not doing so much live, but any advice you can give when you're in that dead spot and you're trying to upload content for your editor back home to do it? Do you have any work throughs around that? I don't because the infrastructure doesn't allow me to have a work through. Yeah. I think the short answer <laughs> is plan against it. So yeah. don't, don't, I don't know that live video gets you any more views than just posting a video um, on like Facebook or whatever, or even on your YouTube channel. I think quality matters. And if you do a quality video, that's more important. And then, and so if, if you can't get it to someone to edit it, um, you need to wait so you can get somewhere. So someone can do a good job with it and don't plan on live in agriculture. Uh, I've, I've done it. I've had great live videos in the old days before a lot of people were on Facebook, but now I wouldn't even try it. It's just sad. So, um, I mean, some of our, our, I'm sure some of the people listening to this, ACN members are doing it and having no problem at all. But uh, come stand with me at a farm show with 25,000 people that day that are never on that cell service and talk to me about broadband. Then we'll talk about what you can send anywhere. <laughs> I'm sure the people you're interviewing rather prefer to do it not live. As I've experienced, people ask, oh, are you doing this live? No, it's not live. And it, there's almost a 
breath of fresh air, some stress relief. And I think people tend to be, they are more comfortable when it's not live. So uh, take it upon that. But if you have to do live, you have to do live, you know. But the other side of that is that when I do a lot of the stuff that I do uh, is I don't do a lot of cutting and chopping up. Um, in other words, if you watched any of the videos that I did from the show, they were all basically like mm -hmm. it was live. Mm -hmm. Start, finish, no edits in between, talk, go forward. I, and I told them that. I said, I want it to feel like you're actually at the show. That's important. The idea that you're, um, you might say, well, we're going to go back and edit all this. Uh, nope, but we're going to talk for 15 minutes or five minutes or whatever. This is what we're posting. You know, it, mm -hmm. it's like, now, every once in a while, I'll get a hiccup and I can maybe roll some, throw some B-roll over it to hide it. But truly, video is a, a good newsy video. Remember, we're journalists. Yeah. I'm not producing a TV show. It should be like a news interview. And I understand network news. They do tremendous editing. But we don't have that flexibility or that, that luxury, really. I think we just need to do quality interviews and uh, make it look good. And then what I do, like when I'm these basically live, they're, they're acted like they're live. Um, I act like they're live. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. straight up shoot and talk. It's good. Yeah. Do you ever run into someone wanting to see the video before it goes live? Or how do you deal with that? Well, I'm pretty clear that you're not going to see the video before it goes live, before we start. It's like, you know what you're saying. <laughs> you know what's happening here. We're going live. I mean, that's the, that's what I do when I do these. I don't, uh, we don't have time to go back. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like, so when I write a story, I'm interpreting what I've heard in an interview, right? You you were taking quality quotes. You're making sense of what you can interview. I have no trouble sending out a checking copy and print. Yeah. But it's video. You're right there with me. You know exactly what you said. And there's no way I'm going to touch this up. So it's going mm -hmm. up. And so yeah. I'm clear at the beginning that when we do video, it's live. It's going, mm -hmm. it's not going to be, you don't get a review copy. <laughs> yeah. Talking about all this equipment, how do you carry it all around? What bags do you use? What brands do you use? Or do you have people carrying your bags around for you? Oh, that's funny. Anybody listening to this right now is <laughs> laughing their head off right now. Me letting somebody carry my bag. No, I have a, uh, one. Think about what you've got. High quality tripod. If you're doing any video is very important. Um, and they, mine's a little heavier and I think that's worth the money. Just, you got to spend some money. Mine's, um, so that's important to look at. Uh, the camera is important because, but it goes back to the stable tripod. I have a bit, but in my bag, I use a think tank bag. And there's a couple of people listening to this might know what I'm talking about. It's a very compartmentalized bag. And in it, I'm carrying a Canon, I mean, a Nikon still camera, 7,100 old camera, but it still works. Mm -hmm. um, I carry the GoPro. The Canon XA10, um, a gyro stick, Adam gyro stick for using with the phone. Um, usually, I can carry the uh, transmitter and receiver for the and the stick mic if I'm using that, or the wireless lobs are in there as well. Um, so it's a pretty compact and batteries, lots of batteries. That's important. Um, the suction cup for the GoPro, small tripod for the GoPro, and uh, that all fits in one bag. And then my tripod's in a separate bag. Um, that's, that's what we carry pretty straightforward. Mm -hmm. I can go anywhere with that. That bag does fit in a rolling bag I carry. And I've carried that bag to Europe. I check the bag. I don't check the bag. It goes in a, a carry on rolling suitcase. So I don't have to carry it on my back. And that's been pretty good. It does. It's supposed to carry a, a laptop. That's a piece of heck on earth to carry that thing with a laptop in it. I do it sometimes. I don't like to, it just gets mm -hmm. really heavy. <laughs> do you have a preferred brand for tripods? I've been through 
that journey of trying to find a good sturdy tripod that does the work so later you're not having to stabilize the sound you hear is me getting my tripod because i don't remember the name <laughs> well first of all the a brand that you should look at is manfrotto um they're excellent tripods they make an excellent stick that can also be a tripod like a tripod the tripod that i've got though is more designed for a little more designed for video and i'm sure video people have their own picks i'm just looking for that it's an alta and uh it comes with different heads but i really like the head that's on this al it's an alta uh and it's uh, from vanguard it's a vanguard alta that's the name of the tripod company so vanguard tripod i got it at a camera store but there aren't camera stores anymore so go on go on you <laughs> go on amazon and see what you can find Does yeah that make sense? research um, but but also, if you're at an event, and that's true with all of us, luckily uh, ACN is nice. We'll share that kind of stuff. It's like the better stories of the the scoops of the world don't come out of the equipment you carry. They come out of the brains you have behind the equipment you carry. Mm -hmm. So um, share ideas. If, if you've got a tripod you really like, I like this Vanguard. It's been solid for me and it's easy to move. I, I don't like tripods where you have to unscrew things to let legs down. Yeah. These are all clips. They pop right down. Um, and it goes tall. The other question, the other thing on a tripod is it should be tall. I'm six feet tall. You should never look up at your subject. You should all be looking at your subject. So make sure you're getting a tripod. And for the shorter viewers, listeners to this podcast, even if you're short, you should be able to have a tripod that looks in the eye of a six foot or six foot tall person. It, if you're looking up, you're getting nose hairs and it, you can look down a little bit. That's nice on my chin. I like that. But it should be at least at straight on or down, not up. That's just not a good view for people. So just something to keep in mind that, you know, you buy a tripod at Best Buy, you crank it up and it's five feet tall and you're already in trouble. So that's the kind of thing to think about is how tall will that tripod go? And mine will go to six feet. The truck camera's at my eye level and it can go a little taller and that makes better video. I think the the angles look good if you look at some of the stuff I shoot. I was just looking for which one I used because I didn't remember the name yeah, of it I don't either. remember the name. I, I agree with Manfrotto. I've had, I've had great stuff from them. I've had a couple of tripods that I'm like, oh, this isn't worth what I've got. Um, but I do know of another one. I just found it. It's called a Komen. Uh, let's see, visit the Komen store. Yeah, it's a Komen heavy duty tripod. And that's what I look for. Something that's heavy duty. Maybe it's a little mm -hmm. heavier, but the part I'm always looking for are the legs. The legs need to be sturdy. They need to help me be stable and everything is, um, is balanced. And um, I, will, I will pay more for a greater tripod. I think that's a huge part in helping um, get the best quality video that you can. Yes, I also believe that some of my people who work with me at Farm Progress listening to this will wonder when I'm going to allow them to buy the equipment that I have in my bag. And so if you are listening from Farm Progress, just reach out in an email and provide me a proposal and we'll discuss it. Because mm -hmm. most of this stuff has been acquired for special purposes over the years. And that's the hard thing. I got the video camera when I was doing work for This Week in Agribusiness. I got the GoPro camera when we did the virtual farm show. Special needs. But the other side of it is, and that's for all the listeners, you don't buy everything out of your own pocket. You work yeah. for companies that do this. Just put together a good proposal. What, how are you mm -hmm. going to get better video? How are you going to get better audio? These are the tools I need. 
Um, mm -hmm. I would recommend a, an MP3 recorder, a good one, a Zoom. I've got an older one that I use that works fine for me. But that's another way to capture that wild sound is to put the mic in a different place, maybe not on the camera, but in an MP3 recorder. And you can lay that audio track in and sync it up too. Mm -hmm. So it's just thinking out of the box. But again, if you're going to make that fight for the boss to get a little cash for a new piece of equipment, provide good reasons uh, mm -hmm. why you need it rather than, boy, that's really shiny. I'd like one of those. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. And do your research. That's and, yeah. and start somewhere. You will eventually accumulate the tech and gear that you need. Um, maybe you can do it all at once if you do a great proposal. But what I find out from a freelancer point of view is just just start somewhere and just start accumulating as you can go. Well, the good news for freelancers, you can deduct all of that. Mm -hmm. Yes, I know. I much. did. I <laughs> Very much. So, uh, Willie, I want to talk just a briefly about how you continue to improve your craft and improve upon the videos and the audio that you're doing. How are you um, able to get better? Do you read any books, listen to any podcasts? Are you part of any forums? How, how do you gather new information to continually improve upon what you're doing? Well, I don't do any forums right now, but one of the things is, um, just paying attention to other video you're watching. And I mean, talking to professional level stuff, even programming TV shows. Um, how are they shooting things? How are they doing? You know, uh, when I talk to people, I say, you know, you need to talk about your B-roll. B-roll is as important as the A-roll. And then I'll get people go, what's the B-roll? Well, the B-roll is everything that isn't a person talking. So, um, and so what I do is uh, I've been looking at how people do the secondary video. Um, the rule is if you're out there, shoot, uh, you should have, well, who's I talking to? Well, you got a lot of B-roll. I said, I think I have a third of what I need, but I'll make it work. Your B-roll should almost be as much as your A-roll. And I know that that's almost impossible, especially when you're by yourself and you have one video camera. So you do your interview and then you got to go back and shoot the guy doing work or the gal doing work or whatever. But think about how you're shooting different angles so that when you put the video together, the B-roll is interesting and it's showing different angles, approaches, zoom in, zoom out, pan. I know nobody pans anymore, but what the heck, pan a little. Um, just provide some variety to that B-roll because one of the stories I hear from people like 22 Creative that get third-party video to work on is that they don't get enough variety. And that's what I picked up from them. Angelo Lazaro at uh, 22 Creative has been a great friend for that. When I first started working with them on the side with some stuff with Max Armstrong was to shoot zoom in zoom out <laughs> do everything you possibly can to get good b-roll those are the mm -hmm. things but i say watch it and also watch your own stuff as painful as it is kind of look at what you did and go well i got to do that different next time and do it different next time um we're this is a fluid journey we're on and things are changing but i gotta tell you like i said some guy roaming around his farm or an operation and no offense to him either or them they're getting great views they're just holding a selfie camera and mm -hmm. getting what they want. I mean, we can do good and we can do better, but uh, don't work out. If it doesn't work out exactly the way you thought, you still got something out there for the viewer to look at. And that's really what matters. Mm -hmm. And I would also say just like a editor would or a um, journalist writing a story, they have other people read it and offer, offer their critical feedback to it. Um, I know maybe if you're young and listening to this, it might be frightening or intimidating to let someone else review your work but maybe that's also a plug for the ACN contest that comes around every year too and offer feedback 
that's how you ultimately get better and realize maybe you don't realize you're doing something wrong and you could switch it up or improve upon your craft. So I would add that in as well. Let other people view your work and provide feedback for you to get better. Oh, absolutely. And the beauty is when you put your video up, everybody gets to view it and you do get feedback. Yeah. Willie, is there anything else you want to share in terms of gear and equipment or improving upon your skills? You did mention the LinkedIn learning earlier um, and that was great. So anything else? Well, YouTube's got a lot of good stuff too. I mean, if you have specific questions on how you're going to do some sort of video, uh, you could just type in, you know, titling in Premiere Pro or syncing audio in Premiere Pro, which is how I found this. It's like, it can't be this hard. Um, so those types of tools work are there and that works really well. I also think that look at your bag. Think about the fact that if, if you've got a smartphone that's four years old, time to upgrade. And look at, I mean, Android's got some great phones too. I won't, if you're in the Android world, the new Samsung phones are amazing and have great cameras. And then if you're in the Apple world, at least a 13 Pro because it gives you the wide angle as well as the telephoto lens. When I say telephoto, it's like three X. It's not that big a deal, but it does make a little difference. And the uh, pictures are the picture is very good. I know I've been shooting too many stills with my phone. That's a different story for a different day that my art director doesn't need to hear. But the video is fantastic. And uh, in some situations, if you're in a quiet place, that phone alone can get you the audio, the uh, the the video with good audio that you need, please turn it on its side. I don't like vertical video. I know other mm. people do, but uh, basically I like that. Uh, I like that landscape look. <laughs> I guess if you're doing TikTok, it's okay, but I'm yeah, right there fine. with you. I'm, I'm right not there doing with any you. TikTok. And I want to be clear on this podcast. I won't be doing any TikTok. <laughs> well, and that also goes to show know what you're shooting for. Each platform right. is different. So know if you're going for Facebook or if you're going for TikTok because two different ways to shoot there. So that's a good plug too. Absolutely. And Willie, will you be trying After Effects? I'm curious. That's something that I want to dive into. No, not right now. It's something I've looked at. I've also need to look at better titling, but uh, right now I keep it simple and newsy. So, but yeah, those are the things that uh, probably on my my list to look at later. Let me survive the next farm show. That's how I look at my life right now. There's another farm show ahead. That's enough. Yeah. Yes. Well, Willie, thank you so much for letting us dive a little deeper into what you take into field days, farm shows, and sharing with the audience um, about how they can improve themselves. So thank you. Thanks very much. That was a great interview to kick off our mini series about equipment and tech. Thank you to Willie for being our guest today on Above the Fold. And thank you to Wiffles Hybrids for their sponsorship of this podcast. I'm Kelsey Litchfield. Talk to you next time.